Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. Uh, Today is a special day for me. I have a dear friend. I have a woman who uh, many people would probably not expect for me to invite on this podcast in this context, not because of who she is, but because of uh, probably uh, how they would perceive role, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, she is a mom of 10 kids. That alone should should tell you that she has uh, a lot of energy, a lot of organization, a lot of structure. She corrals them all. She does a fantastic job with it. She also uh, keeps in check a dear friend, fellow pastor of mine. And uh, so I have with me today, Julie Wee. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's so fun. When I asked you to do this, how excited were you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said, this guy challenges me and I just have learned to say yes to what he asked. And so here I am. Oh, man. One day I'm going to use that to a real good advantage. (laughs) I don't know what that is yet. So do you want to know what today is? What's today? You didn't know I was going to ask you this. Today is our eight-year Facebook friend anniversary. What? <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, wow, I had no idea. I know. And yet, I think we've known each other oh. for probably 10 years or pretty okay. close to that. Uh, but it only really counts on Facebook. Right. That's when, and I y- mean, it's declared. Friends. And, and yet, and yet. I don't seem to be on Facebook very much anymore. It's gotten to be just a garbage pail for a lot of reasons. And so I haven't seen you there recently. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Where where have you gone? I have left. Well, I linger. I lurk. I go. Well, I didn't know we were friends for a year, eight years. So clearly I didn't log in today. (laughs) I know. So where did you go? Why did you leave? I left because I don't like it there. (laughs) It's not an encouraging place. Yeah. And so I went to Twitter, which I hear is a very awful place, but so far it's been a great place to meet. You get you get you get to better, I think, Twitter, you get to better choose mm-hmm. um, who you interact with. And I think because things mm-hmm. just pass by so quickly that you don't get caught up in all the crap. Yes. Right? Right. You can't respond. I mean, people do, but you can't go on and on and on and on. Right. Until like the troll finds you and then they just continue to berate you right. even on Twitter. Right. right. So uh, you left Facebook or you mm-hmm. have, you've, you've gone quite dormant because of just too much controversy being stirred. Mm-hmm. So right out of the gate, and we're going to get into probably more of this later, but what are some of the things that, I don't, I don't necessarily mean topics per se, but like, what are some of the things that you just like, I just don't want to deal with this, or I just, I can't deal with something like this. Is there anything specific that really just like starts to push a button in a way that you feel like you don't want to engage with anymore? Because you are, you are on one hand, Mm -hmm. non-confrontational. I've known you long enough to know that, but at the same time, you uh, are intelligent enough to confront when, when necessary or appropriate. And so why do you feel, what are the things that kind of just like push you? I think what bothers me is when people say things Maybe that they wouldn't say to you in person or that like they're willing to be rude in a way that I'm not willing to be rude. And so you're allowed to just say whatever you want, but I'm not going to go to that level of right incivility. And so I feel silenced a lot to not be able to just blast. Yeah. I did have a thought the other day. I was like, what if now that I'm off Facebook, I just go on there and say whatever because I don't care anymore. (laughs) But I thought that would be a bad decision. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like, you know, that that is the domain of that space. And so I have just kind of self-selected out sometimes for, you know, sometimes because of that, other times because it's just, I don't know, it just it takes so much time. And not to say that I'm not on social media because now I just I'm on Twitter and I had been for a long time getting a little more engaged. Yeah. Instagram is easy because you can just kind of click and go. You don't have to really deal with anything. Yes. And then what's been really interesting and you probably I mean, obviously, I don't think you really experience this very much. But LinkedIn, which is just such a social biz- business platform, there's still a lot of trolls there. But there are way more people encouraging each other like mm-hmm. when they struggle. And and I think that people on there's people on Facebook like that. It's just not the same, right? I think like the trolls outweigh and outnumber the encouragers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. Yes. 
we're going to get into some more of that frustration later, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you uh, get the honor, the blessing, the responsibility of being at home with 10 kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, a vast array of children that range from 20, right? 20? 19. 19. Until all the way down to nine, nine, eight. Oh, eight. two eight not, year olds. Oh, two, two eight oh, year that's olds. That's right. right. Um, everybody has different and unique and individual mm-hmm. needs, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot going on there. Uh, you are the wife of a pastor and have been for have we hit the twenty year market? Yep, twenty. Twenty years. Uh, so that is uh, that's a task unto itself. Uh, then you are a wife, which is separate from the wife of a pastor, right? I mm-hmm. mean, same but different. And so you have responsibility there and obligation. Uh, you are a friend to many people. I know there's a lot of women and probably men that maybe just wouldn't admit it that look up to you for leadership and guidance and support. Uh, so how do you begin to create structure in a day like, I mean, like in a life like that? Right, right. Well, I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask that. But <laughs> I was thinking about like there's some practical things like everyone has to eat three people. I mean, three meals a day, 12 people. Everyone has to do laundry. Like so even just logistics. 42 meals yeah. a day. 30. All right. 40. 14. <laughs> yes. Times three. 42. 42 meals a day. Yeah. You prepare. So. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even like, oh, have the kids do their own laundry. Well, okay, coordinate 12 people doing their own laundry. Like, so there's just practical, like, things need to be run in an order. Like, maybe if you have a smaller family, you can get away with less, but I don't think we can get away with that. So we have to run things structured. I function better in structure. I know kids function better in structure. And so I run my day in half hour increments and we go from there. You do? I do. So explain that. I don't think I've ever heard that. So as I, like, especially at the get- beginning of this year, I listened to your podcast while I was setting out my goals. <laughs> and so, Uh-oh. you know, if it's not in a goal, then it's not going to happen. If it's not set in a half hour time slot somewhere in my life, it's not going to happen. Why did you pick a half hour? Um, A lot of the kids assignments for their school works in half hour. Oh, because segment. you also school all 10 Yes, of I'm also kids. running a school of eight Boom. students. Oh, eight, that's right. Yeah. That's right, two are out. So, yeah. Okay, so, so 30 minute increments, you've got some structure, but mm-hmm. ha- what does that typically look like? Like like at 5.30 a.m., what does it look okay, like? So Is five, that what you mean? 5.30. Yeah. So 5.30, like, you know, there's regular daily stuff, you're dressing, you're showering. Um, and then... Is that you time or is that... All like whoever's that's just that. me. That's just yeah. Okay, stay that's out of my room time. for a bit. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then at six, I like to take some time to study um, until seven. So that's a two increment thing. Um, and then at seven is my daily walk, which Tony goes on. My husband goes on that with me. Oh. And so that's been nice. That's been like on days when I, maybe I wouldn't go because of this or that. Like having another person who's also going walking every single day then it helps like keep me moving so that's been i noticed that difference um then i would like to watch 15 minutes of the news because i love watching kate baldwin on cnn because she's a working mom and she's my favorite who's that kate baldwin on cnn oh all right oh cnn you just like polarized half of this audience yes (laughs) i know i was like can i say cnn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's okay i had a libertarian on here recently okay, then we're good. and he just messed up everybody because he just accused everybody of problems so we're good we're still we're still on track okay so yeah. cnn that's about eight o'clock yeah all right eight o'clock exactly oh that's that's eight o'clock so seven thirty before that i'm getting that's my half hour in the kitchen that's really very detailed like i'm starting dinner i'm making breakfast i'm making coffee starting, dinner at starting breakfast yes because if because I'm gonna get to four o'clock and we're gonna have outdoor hour from four to five and if I haven't started this, so everything just needs to be organized. Like I hope people, if it's not organized, it's not gonna work. I, so. If people are not hearing this already, like I, I mean, they should just stop here and like at, at least cower a little bit into the lack of structure in their life. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds funny, and and I just wrote something recently about this. Like, I don't believe that everybody needs to be. Um, 
anally structured. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a perfectly organized person to uh, to have good habits and discipline and have a successful day, whatever that looks right. like. But it definitely helps. It and, does help. And the excuse a lot of people have is like, I'm too busy. Yeah. And so like, you just trump that, right? <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, you just it, like, I mean, you do that for 14 people. Right. 12, 12, 12, 12, 10 12. plus two. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other reason I like having things in increments is if I, let's say I'm up till midnight with a teenager problem or a child problem or some problem. And if I get up at eight, like there's a marker point. I know where to start because I know at eight o'clock, this is what I do. Or, you know, there's always a new spot where you can jump back in and get back on track. So, Boom. Mm-hmm. That's good. So what do you do with what already happened? Like if you got up at eight, you've missed right. two and a half hours of your day. So maybe you discard your own, your me time right, for a little bit. So, right. so that could sacrifice. Uh, but what about some of the other rhythms that are like supposed to be there? Right. So you're going to be, I'm going to be behind a little bit here and there or yeah, let certain things go. Maybe I won't watch the news that day, <laughs> but yeah, at least I have a framework and I can see, okay, I'll squeeze this in later or I'll drop this or is this everybody is else dead because be... it's like, I didn't watch Kate today. So like, right. you're all done. She goes on vacation sometimes. Oh, that derails or one time you. She went to Afghanistan and I always find out, well, where is this woman? Where did she go? <laughs> You start following her on Twitter. Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's great. All right. So you get to the end of your day. Sometimes I know that's 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's four o'clock in the morning because the teenager strolls in yeah. from a crazy work or night yes. out or whatever. Not like that crazy, but <laughs> people don't know what I'm talking about. Just trust me. It's not that bad. Um, but so how do you what allows you to say like today was a good day like today right. today was a job well done right i think because i have things laid out so i know where i'm going what i'm trying to do a lot of my life is building so it's not i've completed this big thing it's i'm you know whether i'm building a child to learn how to multiply slowly day by day by day or so if i know that i've hit some of those things that are in my goals and in my list of things that I've already thought ahead and planned to do. If I've worked on those things, then I know, okay, I've accomplished something today. If everything falls out the window, then okay, tomorrow we start back again. And how many, how many days can you go before like starting fresh, like just gets to you? Like what if it like, like a day goes by and just nothing goes right. And so you get up tomorrow, you start all over again. And then that day. And I mean, like, is there a point when you're like, okay, like something needs to, like structure needs to change or like, do you have those moments? Yes. And I'm kind of, I tend to be a, let's change things. You know, like if something needs to be changed, let's just get it changed right now. Let's handle, let's figure out what's wrong. Solve this problem. Okay. Fixed it. Okay. But it's not, I'm not going to change. I'm likely not going to change my entire structure. Right, 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 right. But so you kind of let it go. You're okay with it for the most part because at the end of the day, we can just laugh and joke. God's sovereign. Right, so he's right. just going to take care of right. it no matter what. Right. <laughs> the yes. best structure in the world yes. really doesn't mean right. anything. Uh, no, that's good. Okay. So um, what drives you then to like what? Let me rewind. Um, I, I know from knowing you and hearing the story enough that from a fairly young age, like this was your desire, right? Mm-hmm. Like to get married, to have kids, to have a good sized family, I think maybe larger even than the one that you do. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so, um, where, where does the drive begin or where do you think like it started for you that like that, that desire for structure, that desire for order, um, which I think are all really, really good things. Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, was that mom and dad? Was that something else you just picked up? Or no, it's just in the gene. I think that's just what, I think that's just how I function. I just function more on schedule. Being the oldest in, in my family, Yeah, I kind of took a lot of, you know, older kid, you know, you're in charge of more. Yeah. And so I just took on that role, but. No, it's just kind of built into me to make everything line up. And how do you then handle 
um, let's just say one of your kids that's not that way. Right. So how does that go? Right. In some sense, I think that kid needs to learn some structure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, for their future and for their good. Um, But at the same time, I want to honor who they are and their personalities. And so, and sometimes, you know, you have some freedom in these areas. You go ahead and you run here however you want to handle this. I'm not, I try not to micromanage my kids. I just try to keep them structured. Okay, this is what we're going to be doing now. This is, you know, now that you're here, go run with it, do however you like. But yeah, no, I think that, that, that's huge. I mean, uh, we live in a day and age where like UBU is more prevalent than ever. And to some degree, that's fantastic, Mm -hmm. right? Like we believe God has created every single person very uniquely, individually, like you are going to do you and you're going to be you. Mm -hmm. But Parents have taken that to the the extreme, whether or not they attribute that to God or not. They have taken that to the extreme and saying, like, I just want I want to raise my child to to do whatever they want to do. And and I mean, we're producing like some terrible little tyrants, right? I mean, when when kids get to run amok, that's a dangerous right. order to, right. to to set out. Right. And that's not really for their good. Right. They're not, you know. When they don't have structure and they're feeling chaotic and they're feeling like everything is out of control, then they're not going to flourish. They need someone else who's over them who can say, yeah, you can stay here within these confines. But Yeah. Okay, so when we were joking offline before we started <laughs> and I said that I was trying to find a better way to, to explain what you do because I've gotten to the point where I I don't want to say I despise. I greatly dislike the word stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of my own personal like <laughs> vendetta I have against a word now. And I know there's definitely some moms that legit just like pop on the couch. They're watching every bit of news and, you know, soap opera and whatever. And yeah. someone drops their kids off. Someone picks them up. Like, you know, they just, they coast. And so yeah. I know that's out there, but like, um, um, so, so what you do, uh, like, what do you think of that term, by the way? Does it bother you at all? It doesn't bother me too much. Because it just is what it is? Because it just is what it is. I, I feel like there's been so much pitting the two moms against each other. And I don't think it needs to be that way. And so some of us are at home. Some of us are in the workplace. And we're all just working really hard, I think. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that there is... There, there's always so much more need to defend the stay-at-home mom, though. Because what, what is she doing? Is what people ask, right? Yeah. What are you doing all day? What are you? Yeah. And is, and is that because like human life at home is not as valuable as money in the workplace? Right. I mean, is it like that black and white? Or, or? yeah, I don't, I don't know why people do that. Yeah. Because I think I even think of like classrooms, like well. Who are all those moms in those classrooms helping teachers and being with students? And who are the moms that are home when the kids are coming home and, you know, being there even for their friends, kids? And so I don't, yeah, I don't know why people like to yeah, make that line. <clears throat> yeah, and I think it's, we live in an interesting uh, context, probably more so than many, because so like in the church context, um, there's a challenge because... I think there is a um, um, an assigned value put on like the woman that stays at home and takes care of the family, and and I think yeah. that there's there's reason to find that uh, as acceptable to some degree, mm-hmm. um, but almost to the point of like demonizing, like oh my gosh, you go to work, right? Like how dare you do that? Um, and so I think that that presents a challenge for us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another big challenge that presents itself for us here in Orange County is for most people, like to live here, you have to earn a certain yes. amount of money, right? I mean, right. like I think right now they're saying like the the average household income needs to be about one hundred fifty thousand dollars to afford a home in Orange County, mm-hmm. and that doesn't even really mean like buying anymore. Like you rent, it's probably more expensive without right. the down payment. Um, so there's just continues to be like this push and pull on the value of the mom or the value of the woman, um, which I, then I hear like women that are fearful of going back to work 
uh, because they don't want to leave their kids and maybe people will look at them a certain way. And so that becomes a problem. And then there's these other women that I see that are like, um, they're the most amazing people in the world because they went back to work and they're raising their kids too. And it's kind of crazy, right? Yes. 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 I just, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know where to go with that other than like it, I, I, it, it's bothersome to me because I think that, or I guess I just wish that it wasn't right quite like that for people. Right. I think probably in my context, because I do run more like a, a lot of my friends also homeschool. So a lot of my friends are also home. But when I have a sister-in-law who is a vice president of a company and she has two kids and watching her juggle all of that. And she fortunately has her mother-in-law living with her. So she, she has someone in the home that she knows um, that everything's being handled, but watching her juggle that. So I think if I was in her context and I was at home, you know, like I was one in her circles, then people would probably look at me like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you not out, you know, making something of yourself? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's a big part (laughs) of it too, right? Like, so you're going to get to the end of your life. Um, here on earth mm-hmm. and like yeah what i mean like right what, what did you accomplish right and i think that uh, that's one of my big i think that's a big driving force in my life and um even in we had personally we talk about the book the tipping point and that was a big thing that stood out for me going there already yeah, going there already was influence like the fact that you can have an influence on someone's life the fact that you can have an influence like maybe a lot of my life is going to be spent influencing 10 other humans that are going to go out in the world and make a big difference. And so people are going to say, oh, well, what did she do with her life? Well, nothing. It's just I influenced 10 people who are successful and well-rounded. And right. you know. so I think there's there's a value in influence of a mom that's there, able to focus, if she's ava- able to, um, on those on those details that happen every day. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, so again, just another like thought pops into my head. So, um, so inside the context of God and faith and church, uh, I'll say faith, not church. Um, uh, we're going to get to the end of the race here on earth Mm -hmm. and our, our, our greatest desire is God says, well done. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and we believe that to be the case, but we know that regardless of what we accomplished here, uh, material, materialistically or practically Mm -hmm. or anything like that, it really doesn't matter. Right. Like that's not why we're going to be told that. And, and yet at the same time, there, there is a desire for you to want to do well here. Right. And so like, um, like, do, do you ever find yourself, like, in a tension of balancing that? Yes, definitely. And where um, do the pushes and pulls come to play or come into play? I think for me, having your your time as a mom is fairly short. I have a longer span because I have kids, you know, continuing to have younger and younger kids. But then they're getting older and older. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if I had only my first three, my youngest would be turning 16. So your time as a mom is very short. And as my older kids are starting to go and they're starting to, you know, pursue their careers and going to college, um, I think that's when it started to to push on me because they would be like, oh, I'm going to go and do this. And, you know, you, you know you, you're just a mom. That's good for you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so when I am finished with this and I'm getting close to being finished with this you know, hands-on, the kids are getting older and more independent. Thank well, God. where am I going to be then? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, looking ten, five, ten years out, my youngest is going to be 18. Crazy. So where do I want to be in 10 years? Right, right. So. <clears throat> and you, you have some plans for that? Mm-hmm. You've already started. I have started going back to school. My ten-year plan. Yes. Ten-year plan. <laughs> Why would you do something like that when you have so many responsibilities mm-hmm. already? Because I think it's important to also pay attention to yourself and to your well-being and to your growth and to your dreams and your goals. And I did a, some things a little backwards. You know, everyone says, you know, have your career, go to college, do all these things, and then have your kids. I kind of. I think I'm just doing it reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. 
and and different is fine, right? Like I, right. I, I think yeah. that, that's super important wherever we're at in the in the domain of life or work. I think that we get so caught up in <clears throat> seeing the way that other people did something, um, or the masses even, or the biggest public figure is doing mm-hmm. something, and um, and so that that's what we want to replicate. Or we haven't taken the time to like look behind the curtain to see what their life actually looked like leading up to that point. Um, And so you're going to school Mm -hmm. and you're studying psychology. Sociology. Sociology. Gosh, (laughs) so dumb already. So why? Like what, what intrigues you there? Sociology really intrigues me. Um, I think partly raising these kids, having lots of different personalities, having lots of different special needs, studying how people function and how kids function and behavior and how you can tweak things or create an environment and behavior will change and behavior will be a certain way. So I think studying kind of human behavior Mm -hmm. is really interesting to me and really encouraging to me. Which I think, which I think goes back to even like a little bit of, you know, reading things like the tipping point, right? Understanding Mm -hmm. like what drives people to do the things that they do, right? Eventually, like for him, it's like this epidemic that totally changes the course of Mm -hmm. hush puppies or Paul Revere's ride and the safety of an entire nation of people. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is, it's really intriguing to, to take a deeper uh, dive into how people think, mm-hmm. how people act, how they behave. I think we could all use a little bit more of that yes. sometimes. I think we'd have less trolls on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> if we thought a little bit more. Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, so uh, around managing the house, so I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to associate this with you're running a business. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's very much the same thing. There's a hierarchy mm-hmm. of um, authority. There's a hierarchy of need. Um, everybody has a role, a responsibility, so a job. Everybody has to produce. Everybody's held mm-hmm. to a standard. Um, and so there's there's one. Uh, so uh, one thing that a company works uh, very hard on is a brand, right? So how other people perceive them to be. And so there's this huge, I, I love that you're laughing already. You have no <laughs> idea. No. <laughs> um, and so there, there's this uh, really big buzz right now uh, to something called personal branding. And so as an individual, we all have a brand, right? It's like, it's how people perceive us. And so how we act, how we think, how we speak. And so personal brand, just like an organization's brand. So <clears throat> to, to some degree, the we family mm-hmm. has a brand, right? Like there, there is a specific set of um, guidelines and attributes and characteristics that uh, that that you desire for your family. Mm-hmm. So, without getting into the details, unless you want to get there, which is fine with me, uh, of those, like how do you how do you how do you uh, communicate that brand or that that expectation mm-hmm. to your family? and and manage them to holding to that standard. Mm-hmm. So for one kind of a I think the way you the things you say to yourself, the things that you say to each other kind of I have a lot of like buzzwords and phrases like with a will which means like if you just put forth a little fortitude and you try a little bit, like you can get this done. So whether the other day I was talking to one of my sons and he was like, you told me with a will all the time when I was a kid. And I was like, well, do you feel like you were someone who like didn't have a lot of fortitude? Like you, like you didn't try without encouragement. He's like, yeah, I do feel that. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's probably why I kept saying that to you. But you know, th- just things that I say, um, to the kids to reinforce, like, this is what we're about. This is what we believe. We're going to work hard. We're going to work hard, play hard, you know, different phrases that we say around our house that we just kind of reinforce. There is a hierarchy in our house. It's a known hierarchy. If you have an older brother, an older sister, like you are expected to respect them and you're expected to listen to what they say. And no one has taken advantage of that too bad so far. (laughs) So um, that's, you know, that's just an important, I think it's important for people to know, like there are people above you that you have to respect. Nothing is, there's 12 of us. It's not going to be fair. Life is not fair. Some people are going to get to go do things and later you're going to get to go do something else. But 
everyone's not going to do the same thing because yes. it's, it's not going to be fair. Yeah. So, yeah, just working hard is very important. Being honest is very important. Everybody working together and doing their part is very important. Yeah, which, okay, so 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 that's another, <clears throat> that, that's another uh, uh, parallel I see. So um, organizations, mm -hmm. they fight hard for culture, uh, mm -hmm. building a unity uh, around a specific, you know, mission, vision, values, uh, and characteristics. And, and so they all hold fairly tightly to that. And so how do you accomplish something like that? Because your family is 12, but yeah. of 10 kids, um, of which at least eight of them are young enough to, to not think that they're adults, even though mm -hmm. at some point they all think they're adults. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's just a lot of clash of personality and hopes, dreams, desires. One like goes out, works, earns mm -hmm. his own money and buys a pig for himself that right. walks around the house. Um, and, uh, and, and another, you know, just, just has a completely different desire. So like, right. so how do you let them be them? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, continue to maintain that, that, that sense of like, we are who we are. So I know like the work hard, play hard, but is there anything else that you're, you're trying to do to like give them some leash, but, but bring them back into like, okay, yeah, you are you, but you're you one of us to too. Also do these things. Yeah. Um, we're together a lot. And so we participate in a lot of things together. We try to have dinner together, things like that. Um, everyone just kind of has to do like, everyone has a chore three times a day. So you're all working together and you switch off on all those chores. And so there's those kind of things. Um, but yeah, letting them be themselves and have their own personalities and pursuing their own things is really important. I, I think that's why I feel like our house is kind of like a business in, in a lot of ways, because you have a lot of people with their own goals and their own dreams and their own aspirations and, but you're all part of one, yeah, organization together. Yep, yep. But so sometimes it's this person's turn to have a lot of attention. Sometimes it's this person's turn who's there very weak. And so we all have to work together and the focus is going to be there. Sometimes this person has an excitement. The other day, my son was at a Super Smash Brothers conference thingy all day long, you know. And so that was his big day and his dad went with him and you know, so that was his time to shine. And then yeah. the next day, someone, you know, so we cheer each other on. We, we try to have family time where you share your highs and your lows. And so you're hearing from each other. We have a time during family time where you share your complaints. And so-and-so is not closing the bathroom door when they go to the bathroom <laughs> or this person <laughs> is snoring to, you know, so you share that and you have to work out conflict. It's just a requirement in our house. If you have a conflict with someone, you have to go to them and you have to talk to them about it. And, and so when somebody comes to you with a conflict, do you deflect them to that, redirect them to that person right, first? Go and work this out with your brother. Yeah. Until they can't figure it out. And mm -hmm. I love how you said your brother because it's always, yes, it's a, always a brother. There's seven boys. It's always a brother. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. So it, it, so that, that it's just such a great, um, such a great illustration you gave. And, and I think it goes in both directions. So you said like, you know, your house runs so much like a business and I totally agree. Um, and I think yet like a business can learn to run a lot more like a family. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And, um, and yet without absolutely abandoning, because I think a lot of like family owned and family run businesses are very loosey goosey. It's just kind of like everyone does their own thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm the owner's son. And so I just get to do whatever I want. Yes. And like nobody wants to have con, you know, conversations of conflict. And so we just let it go. And so you've done a pretty good job there. Like, have you ever thought about just going to like running a business? <laughs> no, I have not. I thought about not running a business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send that email soon. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh, I have no, no, I'm not sure about that. I'm absolutely not sure about that. Okay. So, um, um, you, uh, you're, you're doing all this, you're, mm -hmm. you're running the home yeah. and, uh, you're, you're balancing life and friends. And, uh, we also, 
uh, let everybody know really early on you're married. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he's out working yes. um, a full-time gig and another full-time gig because he's mm-hmm. a bivocational pastor. And um, I've watched uh, for the last 10 years as uh, he puts himself all into almost everything that he yes. nearly everything yes. he does. Um, and um, so how, how do you support that? Um, how do you have time first to support that? So like, so how do you balance, like I'm running a business at home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you'll know, I'll say this and it doesn't necessarily mean this, but like you have no part of what goes on in the day to day because mm-hmm. you're out there. Um, and so I'm running this whole thing, but I also have to like support you while you're out there. Right. And so how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it has a lot to do with maybe friendship and respect, like giving him space to know like, okay, if I end up having to work on a project like the household, the family, my wife, they're going to understand and they're going to, you know, pitch in and they're going to fill in the gaps and just being supportive, being open. Not, I just would hate for him to have these pressures at work and have these pressures at church and then pressures at home. Like, oh, if I go and I say this, everything's going to blow up and it's going to be, oh, that would be an awful way to live. So yeah, just a lot of just support and encouragement and cheering on but then not afraid to say like um no this is not gonna work yes this is too much this is not right or you thank know. you for doing that sometimes mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but but yeah it, it, it like so that i think i mean it obviously plays such a critical role like keeping enough of the pressure off of him not because mm-hmm. he doesn't have equal responsibility at home but keeping enough of the pressure off because you know that he's dealing with outside pressures that mm-hmm. you can't control right uh, uh, when he's somewhere else but also keeping um keeping words of encouragement and mm-hmm. honesty uh, into what he does so um how do you think um that contributes to him being able to do his job I think knowing that he's supported mm-hmm. helps him to do his job. I try to kind of be always the devil's advocate. So if he's working too hard, then I try to encourage him. But then if I feel like he's breezing along, then I'm like, are you sure you're doing a good job? Are you sure that they're, <laughs> you know, are you sure you're doing everything you're supposed to do? Um, to just try to counterbalance whatever to encourage him to further going on and on. And so, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's, Having someone cheer you on seems like a really great support. <laughs> like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so, I, yeah. I, I definitely think it is. I mean, I know for me, like, uh, you know, I have a huge support, you know, in Michelle at home, and mm-hmm. um, she, for some crazy reason, has always been on board. You know, I mean, yeah. still, you know, she tells me like it is, but the fact that I know that like she is willing to to have my back in anything is like infinitely more important to me than anything else. And then because I know that, that she's like that for me, I'm so careful most of the time. I'm so careful with the decisions that I make or what I'm thinking about doing, because I know that that level of trust and respect and Mm -hmm. support and on like that, that's like bearing right on that. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just so big. Yeah. And then I think you also have the freedom to dream, right? Yes. Because you're free, like, you know that Michelle's going to support you. And so you have some freedom to like, wow, well, what could I do? Right. And, you know, I think that pushes you further on. Yeah. I'm going to start trying to push the envelope a little bit more. (laughs) I wonder what else I can get her to (laughs) agree to doing. (laughs) Ah. Okay. So what what are things during the day uh, that just absolutely derail your whole day? Like, what are things that just, like, absolutely drive you to, like, okay, I'm done today. Like, I just want to check out. <laughs> Going on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, a big circular conversation. Um, Stay off of social media. Because yes, that can make me mad really fast. Um, I mean, regular emergencies, you know, regular things. Um, maybe great, great discouragement. Maybe something happens and then I just like, what's the point? Yeah. I do notice sometimes when I'm 
working on, you know, I'm in my routine, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And sometimes I will hit a wall and I'll be like, what difference does it make if I do this or don't do it? Like, it's all going to still be there tomorrow. So having to try to like force myself, like, no, these are good things that you're doing. Yes. But, yeah. Or, you know, you have to, there's teenager drama, there's kid drama, there's, yeah, emergencies, there's people that need help. And so you're having to rearrange and drop things and yeah, handle stuff. That's not fun. No. It just like it, it just throws everything for a tizzy. Yeah. Um, so as I, th I I think about like um, your your doing all this, I, I started to ask you earlier, and I know you you gave part of an answer, but um, again, so like when you look at yourself and and you're like, I'm doing a good job. Like, mm -hmm. what are the things you like that that allow you to say that to you? Mm -hmm. Do you say that to you first? that's really yeah. hard right yeah. like i'm going yeah. through i'm right. going through a, a, a journal right now the five minute journal and um you have to give yourself uh, up to three affirmations uh -huh. every single day right. it's crazy right it like i'm like i i don't know like you mm -hmm. want to tell i want to tell myself i'm awesome but then i'm like well i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> right so what is it for you like what right. what 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 do you feel what allows you to give yourself that that encouragement, encouragement. yeah um, I think when I, I try to do the things that I do in my life with full focus and with full like intention and full like energy. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, if I'm telling a child like, okay, let's really focus on this study right now. And then I'm on my cell phone looking at social media, you know, then it's like, well, that kid's not going to be encouraged to continue studying hard or during outdoor hour. I can choose during outdoor hour to sit on my computer and order groceries. That's productive. Or I can be jumping rope and running on the scooter and doing, you know, and I think those are the things when I feel like I have set out and done the things that I plan to do in advance and then engaged in them fully and worked hard on them. I think that's when I feel like, well, this was a great day. Yeah. Or if somebody, you know, I have a daughter who we've been working for three years on a straight line. And the other day she drew, she followed a straight line and like, yay, the three last three years were for nothing. <laughs> so, you know, those kind of yeah, things. Yeah. Like big victories on small details that yeah. I've been working on. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's big. I think that like um, in any in any context, it's easy to see all the negativity and the frustration mm -hmm. and the things we're not accomplishing. Um, I've started um, uh, a a series of emails that I'm sending out to people that opt in and around this idea of like a life of excellence, just mm -hmm. like how do you live how do you live a life of excellence? And um, my let's see, I think it was the I think it's the first email that I sent out. Who's the first one? Yeah, um, it's to think about whatever it is you want to achieve and then find the smallest thing that you can do to move you right. forward. Like literally like I picked up a paper clip. Right. And be proud of that. And I think that we just, it's so hard for us to recognize small victories, even in, even in that sense, right? We're saying it's a small victory. So it's like not as big as a big victory. Right. So I think that it's, it's important for us to constantly remind ourselves of, like the good that we're doing, like what we are accomplishing, mm -hmm. finding more opportunities to focus on the good than the bad. Right. Um, because I would imagine, and again, I'm not this person, but I would imagine that if I was at home mm -hmm. uh, and I get to the end of the day, it's very easy for me to be like, what did I even do today? Right. Like everyone's ticked at each other. Like it's chaos. Yeah. Dinner's not even ready. Like all I want to do is crawl into bed. Like it can just be like so discouraging, yes. right? Yes. And yeah, as you were talking, that made me think, okay, that is something that will derail me and make me is when I get discouraged or like if things get too out of control and I start to feel chaotic and I feel like, oh, everything's, you know, going crazy. Mm -hmm. Then I, yeah, I think I feel defeated at that point where it's like, and that's when I'll start like grasping at trying to control everything. And then everyone in the house is like, what is the matter with you? Why are you <laughs> acting this way? <laughs> She's then on I one go, of her tangents again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the kids all scatter. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's when you listen to negativity, when you just let everything, you know, bombard you. Yeah. Then. 
And at this point in your life, are you more prone to positive self-talk or negative self-talk? Much more positive than you are than before. Yeah. And and what changed? I think more confidence with age, more like I am who I am and I have all these kids. How old are you? 38. 38. 38. Yeah. So that was one of my, you know, goal setting is I'm going to be 40 and there's places I want to be when I'm 40. And so I have a little bit of time to. Ooh, wait a minute. Make my. We're going to, we're going (laughs) to get. Where are those? Where do you want to be by the time you're 40? By the time. So there's some. There were some basic life things that I was like, why am I every week trying to plan menus? Why am I trying? You know, like these are not rocket science things. Like, let's get some systems in order. Let's let's figure this out so that I don't need to be thinking through nonsensical things. Like by the time I'm 40, I want to be like living my life. I want to, however I'm going to exercise when I'm 80, I want to be doing that now when I'm 40, by the time I'm 40. Like, CrossFit? No, I'm just walking every oh, day. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. okay? <laughs> every day I'm walking. <laughs> and and then, doing squats. Yeah, and doing squats. And Are you my, participating in the squat challenge? I am. And my friend Lisa's like, everyone should be doing some strength training, no matter how old they are. So I was like, well, let me get walking down. And then we're going to. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. We've got this crazy challenge going on. Some guy <laughs> at church comes to me and says, hey, what is one thing that I can do to be more fit in 2019? He asks that at the end of 2018. And I said, all you need, one small thing, right? I said, all you mm-hmm. need to do is just one push-up a day and every day add one more push-up. And he's like, oh, that's so stupid. And did you guys get the idea off of like hearing one of the guys talk about it or were you doing your own thing already? No, it started, yeah. Same, like, same. What, the 10th or something? The 9th or 10th after you guys were going. Okay. Then they were like, okay, girls, we're going to do this. We're going to do squats. So we've got this guy's WhatsApp group and <laughs> it's FHE for his glory men getting jacked. And now mm. the group name has been changed or something. But um, it's funny because people are still taking it fairly lightly because we're only at, I mean, today's going to be day 17. So 17 pushups, right. like you can do that. Like yes. almost anybody can do that. Some variation. Same thing with, you know, 17 squats. It's right. not that much. But when we get to like, july august september and people are knocking out yes. 200 and something squats in a day yeah. they're not going to be so happy no. with themselves <laughs> we're going to see some people pulling their ripcord yes. right for <laughs> sure yes okay so by the time you're 40 you want to you want to have set into motion the habit of exercise that's going to get you all the way to 80 and beyond right. uh anything else that you're like i mean i know you're going back to school so right that's that the was one of plan, the thing it was but you're yeah, on track that's one of the things that started was okay you know I mean, okay, so 40 kind of turned into 50, right? Because I have a 10-year plan now. <laughs> but for many years, my goal was to get to 40. Yeah. So by 40, let's be a functioning human being that can do things. You have a husband that is a software developer. Why can't he write an app to create menus for you? Right. I mean, like, <laughs> let's get on that, right? We can all make some money at the same time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's good. So do you feel like there is anything that... I hate to say this, but I just, I don't know how else to ask it. Do you feel like there's anything that you missed out on in life by starting a family really young? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's freedom of movement and freedom of (laughs) life and all of those kind of things that I, you know, I was, I was 18 when I got married and I was 19 when I had my first kid. And so there was a lot of growing up years that happened while I was having kids, yes. you know, for the first 10 years or so. So definitely there's, you know, things that other people were doing that I was not doing Yeah, because I was living a different life. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know you well enough to know that you would never say, and, and I know you mean it, that you would never say like, I, I regret or it's like, right. not like that, but like, um, it's part of like looking forward it it's like I want to make up for some of those things, like for the for right, the right, right reasons. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's that saying, right? You choosing one path means you're saying no to another. And yes. so like I couldn't there was no way to be a someone who went to university and also someone who had six kids in the first what how many years of every two years for 10 years. <sighs> right. So there was no way to do those two things at once. Yeah, no way. So you, could you imagine you know. what it would have done to you if you had tried it? 
I don't think I would have done anything well. Everything would have been chaotic. Yeah. So. Ooh, that's a good question. This has turned into an interview of sorts. <laughs> how, how do you say no to things? Like, what do you weigh that against? Um, I mean, like you're the CEO. You got right. you're doing it all. Right. So, like, I mean, you still take on new things from time to time. You've got mm-hmm. friends. They want to hang mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? How do you? What's the gauge for yes and no? Um, time, like, you know, I have things set out the way they're set out and I'm flexible in those things. But if it's, if it's a totally not anything that's already in my priorities and it's probably not going to get put in Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not something I want to spend my time doing. Um, so our kids are not in a lot of like sports and activities because I don't spend my days driving around to 20 different places and that's just a choice that I've made so there are no's there but then there's you know some kids who want piano and so I need to figure out piano lessons there's my daughter's in voice lessons so it's not like those things are banned but we're not just signing up for everything everywhere just because it's something to do we're not looking for something to do (laughs) (laughs) never is there a time and yet like so there's there's two times that you have sent me an email and said, you've got to read this. Right. This last one was the tipping point. And that yes. in so many good ways, just catapulted so many of the things that I was, I've been trying to think about and think through. And uh, Malcolm Gladwell does a ridiculous job of yes. articulating what he, his point. And so now my whole life is going to be a tipping point or something. Right. I don't know. But there was another one. <laughs> yes. Last year. Yes. Right? That was last year. Mm-hmm. And that was the gospel comes with the house key, mm-hmm. Rosario Butterfield. And that was like a life wrecking book. Yes. Right. And so you read that and mm-hmm. there's just not enough time to give all the context. But this woman is like superwoman of sorts. Right. Right. And 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 clearly not with the number of kids that she has to manage in her house. So there's some difference, difference of the culture that she lives in or context right. that she lives mm-hmm. in. But uh, you read a book about this woman that is like open home at all times, preparing food for the whole neighborhood. Um, like how, how, how does that play into you? Cause I know it like, you were like, Oh crap. Yeah. I don't think you said crap. No, I, you say crap? I would not say that. You don't say that word. <laughs> no, I don't say that. I love it. <laughs> so you say, Oh no. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do now? Right. And so it, it did change. It, it, it changed it some of, of your rhythm. It did definitely change my rhythm for the good, yeah. I think for the good. Um, I think that's been a change in my 30s of kind of opening up and like, okay, people might be safe. I might be able to let some people in. And so that was kind of something that was stirring in my thoughts and oh, in my wait heart. wait a minute. Uh-huh. That was interesting that you just said that. I'm open <laughs> to letting some people in. Yes. So was that like a... Was that a big hurdle that you had to overcome? Oh, yes. And it was really this late? Yeah. Because I feel like when we when we very first got to know each other, so mm-hmm. we were in a large church, um, uh, not because of the church, but just because of being in an environment like that, you do right. have to be very protective because right. if you don't go to church, you just think this. If you don't go to church... You probably, you may not know this, but like, it's dangerous inside there, right? I mean, there's like a lot of bad things, unfortunately, that happen inside church, right. uh, especially the larger the church gets because the more complexity and the more people. Right. So I do remember you you were very guarded. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. I think t- I sent you a message that said like, I'm open to the idea of being friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? I think I sent something to you and Michelle. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I really want to let you in but i don't trust anyone (laughs) okay so i do remember like having that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. so i know like i'll say way back then 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um you were in a fairly guarded place and and i totally get why 100 percent understand why Mm -hmm. so i felt like i guess maybe it's just because we got so close um as families and obviously planting a church and just Mm -hmm. so many things just we we have to um But really, it was just up to just recently before oh, you yes, really... Oh, yes, the last few years. Really? Yeah. So right before I read Rosaria's book, maybe, is kind of... You know, I was slowly over time, like, letting people more and more in. Yeah. But 
I would have these conversations with Tony and he'd be like, you know, we need to let people into our lives and into our home. And I was like, well, let's just keep these things separate. Like you go and you do the church thing and then we'll keep our home a safe place where no one can get in and no (laughs) one can infiltrate. And so reading roads are like, it was a struggle, a struggle. And finally came to the point where I was like, okay, I can't keep fighting about this. So let me figure out how I can rearrange my life so that I can welcome this in. And I did. I It was drastic. And you said like, well, what makes it? It was, it was a decision that I made. I started our days at 10 o'clock at that season, like 10 o'clock starting our day because yeah. I wanted to be open. Like if someone's out at my house until 10, 30 or 11, like I want to be able to still function the next day and not yeah. feel like I'm, so all our routines started later. Everything was later as we, um, as we just, I just jumped in and then I read that book. And then, so it was like my whole world year, right? Has just changed mm-hmm. what in the last year. Wow. And so now we're, you know, and so we're how much mu- up early and functioning, but yeah. How much of that was past scar mm-hmm. of being hurt? Mm-hmm. And how much of it was, I don't want people to, you're not going to say the word screw up. Mm-mm. How many people mess up? Um, I, I don't want people to mess up my rhythm. Yeah, probably a little both. Pretty equal. Yeah. Okay. I, and I and and I think that that is again something that so many people struggle with on both sides, mm-hmm. and I think that um, I think it's important that people hear that like that's okay, mm-hmm. right? Because again, I think that um. Uh, there is this belief that in order to be to have influence, um, that you need to be very extroverted, mm-hmm. and that's easy for me to say because I'm just a loud mouth. Um, even though I do like my quiet time every once in a while, just not completely by myself because <laughs> then I get scared. <laughs> like in the morning when I'm reading, that's it, and then yeah. I'm ready to go get yeah. exposed. Um, and so, like, I, I think that people need to know that that's okay to be like that, and that's mm-hmm. not going to necessarily harm or hinder your ability to be a great human being, to be mm-hmm. successful in life, to, to have friends. Like you don't need, you don't need to be a certain way. Right. right. I mean, you functioned really well before <laughs> right. a year ago or something right. like that. Right. right. So I think yeah. that, you know, that's important. And I think too, like at the same time, I really, I really love, cause I know how structured you are and we're very similar in that regard. Yeah, like everything's dangerous. Oh man. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, if we were told that we were able to run things. Right. Um, watch out world. Um, and so, um, and, and yet even being super structured, like it's okay to like have some flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I love that we actually talked about, uh, the fact that like sometimes when you get derailed, you just chalk it up as it is what it is and you mm-hmm. just start a day fresh. I like actually that we talked about that before we talked about this because right. it would have been easy to say that after saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, so people need to have more of that, like be okay with that and not feel like an epic failure, right? Like right. your day got derailed. So what? Right. Right. Like it doesn't make you a bad person. Right. So yes. uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's important. Back on when you, yeah. I think part of because I have to work with myself and who I am and not with somebody else's life. So this is me. So for me, that is why I have that half hour in the kitchen in the morning Mm. so that I can be more open. Like if someone ends up coming over for dinner in the evening, like I've at least thought about it. I've at least prepared. I've at least started. So putting structures in place to support me and to put some scaffolding up so that I can be, you know, supported yes so that later i can be willing and available to support others <laughs> if i have willing. to <laughs> <laughs> oh man i knew that was gonna come that was awesome <laughs> that was good okay so um uh tightly structured with flexibility yes that's a good way to say yes. it. would you was that how is that how you describe yourself definitely now? <laughs> yes with a lot of learning to be that way and i i don't know that has that come across in our whole conversation? I've, I've said a lot of like, everything's in half an hour and this and that, but you know, there really is days when there's, you know, a pig, a mini pig that gets sick and Uh, has problems and you have to, you just have to handle that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or a child who has. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think that like we we should never we should never believe that because it's chaos everywhere that we should just live in chaos. Right. Right. Um, we're watching that happen right now, like at a mm-hmm. national political mm-hmm. level, but all the way down to like most of the people that we um, that we live around in the sense of like it's just it's just it's always chaos, right? Mm-hmm. There's always just crazy stuff happening everywhere. Yes. Uh, and so we don't want to believe that like that's normal, right? Or that's okay. So we want to create structure, but at the same time, we should we should be okay with like things blowing up. I mean, yeah. not really blowing up, but like you know, yeah. like just things getting messy, right? And mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that a lot of people do a good job of that, right? I know I don't, right? It's hard, right? Like it's I want really everything hard. ordered, yeah. And-, and kids kids don't allow that. No, you know, I mean, I used to parent that way, actually. And my kids were stressed out. And my older kids will tell you, like, this is not the same mom we had. She is not the same woman. Like, these younger set are being raised by a different mom than the first mom. Because I came to a point where I was like, you you can't destroy children just because you want everything structured. You have to allow people to live and flourish and make a mess. And your life is better because of it. Yes. Right? Like, you right. have got to be like, you, you, you've got to go to bed more regularly feeling good about yourself right. than you did before. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And then you just sure. make sure each one of the kids comes in and tells you how great you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, like, uh, not that I, I want to keep doing this on purpose, but like this, this happens all the time in the business world. It's like um, you um, own a company and you have a bunch of employees, children, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times uh, <laughs> just running around and like somebody misses a day or somebody misses their number or like just whatever, something bad happens. And it's like the whole world comes unglued and these people don't know how to deal with it. And so the the extreme, uh, which I've worked in this environment many times, is like it's it's like micromanagement hell. Like mm-hmm. it's just so bad and nobody flourishes in that. Like, right. I mean, we can't kick people off the bus at home, but we can definitely do that in the workplace. (laughs) Well, so when you were talking about um, family businesses and how they can be chaotic, the other thing I thought of when you said that was it can a lot of times take on the personality of the owner or the, you know, the head person. Mm -hmm. And so even in a family, like, okay, maybe you're having chaos today as a child, as an employee, like maybe you're having chaos and this is your moment and we can give you your space to have that moment, but you're not going to derail all the, you know, right, like right. letting people be themselves. This is your day to go be a super smash brothers Superstar. champion. Yeah. Yes. But you know, everyone else is going to continue on with it. So individuality. Yes. But then also teamwork. So yes. it's just a balance, I think. Unity in diversity. There that how that goes? Go. Something like that? Yes. When you're bad, you go in the corner by yourself. Don't tarnish anybody else. <laughs> right. We're all having a good day here. You yes. go have your bad day by yourself. Yes. Stay in the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are 38. Um, what kind of advice would you give yourself, uh, your 18-year-old self, just before you're going to get married? Oh, just before I'm getting married? Yeah. <laughs> uh relax you don't have to control everything <laughs> chill out you're gonna be okay yeah yeah i think there was a lot of stress to myself and to you know even detriment of my own body because i was so stressed out yeah. trying to handle everything mm-hmm. so okay and if no, not going to say it that way. Uh, if if all of a sudden you didn't have any more responsibility at home, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, everybody became the most self-sufficient, like mm-hmm. perfect children in the world. And you were given uh, an opportunity to go in and run a business mm-hmm. and start a business. Mm-hmm. What would be the first thing that you would do? What would you look to accomplish in a business? Anything you can think of? Just any business? Yeah. Just like what kind of business, business would you get into? I would start an orphanage because I want to run it. Oh. <laughs> I would just uh. be recreating the same. <laughs> I would be creating a household. Okay, that's not a business. Let's think of a business. No, if <laughs> no, you are I listening wouldn't. and you own an orphanage, you have a business. <laughs> 
was a wrong message. <laughs> Trust me, you know how many okay. times I say things and I can't <laughs> unwind what I just said. Okay. <laughs> no, I would not start a business. I would not start a business. I don't know. I think I would have you would have to talk to me and you would be like, look. It's just like your household. Yeah. You're just running these things. But to me, a business is like too, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think I I want more freedom than that. Okay. okay. So you go for that. Huh? But what if you're okay, the boss? Okay, business guy. I know. But what, you're like the boss. You get to do whatever you want. I know, I'm already wanna... the boss. <laughs> you don't want to give up that boss to be, some, exactly. to be a boss of something yes. else? Yeah. I think there would be some really cool uh, opportunities to like, so I get paid, right, to come in and consult businesses yeah. in certain domains, right? Sales and marketing, leadership, and a couple other things. I think it would be so amazing if a group of, um, yeah, I could say women, that's okay. Women that had a reasonably, a good structure at home and ran a household fairly well, if they became consultants to the business world and they got to go <laughs> into businesses mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. consult them on how to better run their business. Right. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Like, why hasn't anybody thought of that? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's back to one of our earlier statements. It People is. don't value them the yes. same. Uh -huh. They don't think they could do it. Yeah. And yet it's way harder. Because guess what? At the end of the day, you go home. Yeah. Yes. And so do your employees. <laughs> and guess what? When they stop doing a good job, you fire you them. <laughs> and guess what? They show up to work every day because they get a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. At home, you don't get any of that luxury. Yeah. I'm starting to think there's a really good opportunity here. You want to write a book? You could write a book. Yes. On how my home is better than your business. <laughs> my home structure is better than your business structure. There you go. That would be good. See? All right. This was fun. It was. Thank you. I had a good it time. Was, it wasn't bad. It was fun. I know. You were so hesitant, yes. right, to come in. Like, yes. Like, what would I do? Well, and you? now you got me. Like, I never dreamed. Like, oh, well, what if you started a business? I was always like, no, I'm never starting a business. But look, rotten person, you're always challenging <laughs> me. <laughs> That's good, right? If, that is good. If people only listen to the very end, mm -hmm. maybe it's just they need to hear they need to be challenged. Yes. I think that's good for all of us, though, right? Yes. Like, I think that no matter where we're at in our life, in our career, like, it, it, it's, it's, we need, and you said this earlier about like your kids, right? Like, what the will part, what was that? With the will. With the will. Like, you, you got, you got to have this mindset instilled into you to continue mm -hmm. to, to strive, to continue to right. work hard. Um, I think that's just so important because there is so much inside of each one of us that is just so untapped, right? Mm -hmm. Whether our own, uh, insecurity or we just can't see it clear, like whatever, right? There's just right. so many things that are preventing us. Or maybe it's just everybody needs a crazy Ryan in their life to mm, challenge them, tempt them to some mm -hmm. really ridiculous things <laughs> like coming on a podcast. Exactly. Well, this was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank it's you. been a huge blessing. I think we're going to do this again because I think this is going to spawn a lot of questions as other people listen. So mm -hmm. I hope that, uh, I, I hope that they do. So thank right. you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you're challenging <laughs> me. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. As always, I appreciate your support, uh, your feedback. Uh, feel free to uh, reach out to me, connect with me. Uh, different than typically... Uh, I typically put a whole lot of contact information in the show notes of my guest. Uh, we'll figure out how we're going to do that or what we're going to do because she doesn't want you following her on Facebook and maybe not Twitter either, unless you're a really nice person. So we'll put some contact information or maybe you can reach out to me if you have some questions, because I think whether you are a, a mom staying at home, running a household, or you are the CEO of a multi-million dollar organization, I think there's a lot that can be learned from listening to somebody like Julie. So again, thank you. Thank you, Julie. To all you, thank you very much. Have a great one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.